Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Tech Talks podcast, the TV industry podcast from the Broadcast Tech team. My name's Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech magazines. We're here to talk about gender representation in all the different areas of post-production industry um, to mark International Women's Day 2022. Um, I've got two great guests with me um, today. We've got Jet Omoshebi um, from Goldcrest, and we also have Natasha Cadle at uh, Envy as well. I'll get both of them to introduce themselves rather than me ramping on, um, and they can tell a little, tell us a little bit about their backgrounds and you know how they got to be in the amazing positions they're in today. Um, Jet, do you want to start us off with a bit of a kind of career highlights? <laughs> oh gosh, okay, sure. Well, um, Jet Omshebi, um, I work at Goldcrest post-production. I've been, um, as a colourist, as senior colourist, I've been a colourist for quite a long time now. <laughs> I've been in the industry about 30 years, um, various, working my way up right from the bottom. Literally mm. started as a receptionist, um, actually in a sound house, um, right. in through bookings, in, in through assisting. Um, and um, it's, you know, it's taken a while and it hasn't all been a very sort of linear trajectory. I've had a few dips and peaks mm. and I've worked for quite a few different companies. Um, mm. So, yeah, um, now mainly doing um, high end sort of um, dra- broadcast drama and some feature films. We'll come on to uh, what it's been like as a, as a woman going through uh, a kind of career trajectory that, I imagine when you first started as a colorist, there wasn't too many other sort of female colorists around. Uh, we'll come on to that in a minute. And uh, after Natasha uh, gives us a, an intro to herself as well. Hi, um, I'm Natasha Cadle. Um, I'm creative director and co-founder of um, Envy Post. Uh, and I'm actually a relative newcomer to the world of post-production because I've only been in it for 16 years. <laughs> um, I, I, I've done pretty much what Jed said as well. Um, I've started um, at the beginning. I was a runner. Um, I've literally um, been in engineering at Channel 4, which is kind of unusual. And I decided to go the more creative route and I became a production assistant and promo producer. And um, then I became a creative director before um, we set up Envy Post-Production, which has now been going for, in March, it'll be 16 years. So engineering background originally for Natasha. And so probably very similar experience to Jet, I would imagine, when you're first, you know, starting off in these roles that, you know, take you down this certain path. You must look around you at that time and think, there's quite a lot of blokes here and not that many women. Um, So, yeah, Jet, what was your experience like um, and what's it like now? I didn't have any other point of reference when I started. That they're really, I mean, not only were there no women, but there were really no people of colour or very few people of colour doing my job. Mm. and uh, I, but I don't know how I how much I, I focus on that when I started. Mm. To be honest, it was it was not until a bit later on where people where I felt I suppose where I felt people were um, p- people made me aware of it. I mean, you'd, you'd sort of be at the desk and a client would walk in and go, "Oh my god, you know, it's a woman," <laughs> or you'd be you'd be you know you'd be aware. As, actually, you know, that has been said. Uh, and you'd also be aware that perhaps you were having to spend the first half of the session proving you could do the job and then everybody would relax. But there was definitely a feeling that I, I became aware of as I, as I got sort of more jobs that uh, and, and the jobs became more important. 
mm. that people that there was that sort of um feeling of oh can she actually do this mm. and I always thought well you know I put myself in their shoes and I thought well if I went to a, a typically male and the same mechanic and there was a woman mechanic, would I have a moment of thinking, my goodness, I wonder if she can do that? Mm. Or I wonder, do you know what I mean? Mm. And so I think by being able to put myself in their shoes, go, well, this is unusual, but I'm just going to, you know, power through and prove that I can do the job. Right. Um, so, yes, the landscape has completely changed, thank goodness. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, I think I always understood what I was, what I was up against, really. Did that help sort of spur you on a little bit at the start, do you think? Do you think that kind of created a bit of a, oh, I'll show them to some degree? Or... Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing like being told you can't do something to make you want to prove you can. No, that's <laughs> <very> true. <laughs> and Natasha, was, you know, from an engineering uh, perspective in the broadcast industry as well, you know, it's the same, mm. isn't it? That's just Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I agree with Jet, actually. I, I mean, it's more important to focus on, I guess, doing the work than being a woman in the industry um so it is one of those things that you just kind of I, I never really had a problem with it and a bit like Jet, somebody had to point it out to me because I, I just thought you know I'm just doing what I'm doing and it's absolutely fine um it, it just how you know how you conduct yourself um what you do you know uh, show people that you can do it um and that you are as capable as anybody else really it doesn't really matter if you're you're male or female uh, as far as I'm concerned really and what about at Envy now? Is there much of a gender balance in those kind of engineering roles as well as the creative roles? Yeah, I mean, we really do focus, I mean, on trying to um, create just diversity full stop, really, mm. um, not just about gender. I, I think it's hugely important. I mean, my background, I'm, I'm um, from Holland and I've got, you know, various different sort of backgrounds anyway. So I always kind of encourage that regardless. But um, it is... It's hard because, as Jet knows, because doing the craft that you do, Jet, with regards to being a colorist, I mean, it takes years to hone these skills. And, you know, when people say, oh, why have you just got white men? It's kind of like, well, it, it takes a good 10 to 15 years to cultivate someone of seniority. And you can't just say, oh, here you go. Here's a woman and she's going to just do this all of a sudden overnight it, it, it doesn't work that way unfortunately in our industry you know the craft that that jet has created over the over the years has taken a long long time to do and you can't just create something like that overnight mm. so i do hope in the next five to ten years that things will completely be different i mean we are definitely um got so much um training going on and you know that's always been our priority to, to, to train and to make sure that you know we show young people what is actually available in our industry because a lot of young people don't know uh, much about post-production and you know we have to educate people to say look at all these fantastic jobs in this industry uh, it's not something that you learn in, in you know when you go to sort of uh, primary school they don't just go oh this is going to be a really good industry for you to get into yeah. so uh, yeah we need to shout about it you know we need to sort of educate people of the fantastic jobs that are available in our industry mm. Well, Jet, do you do much of that as part of your role? You know, now you've got to the level that you're at and you say that things are a bit different now compared yeah. to when you first became a colourist. Absolutely. And I've, ha I've had lots of um, I've had lots of female assistants and, um, and, and, and talk a lot to, you know, to, to all young people, actually, about ways into the industry. 
And I think, and I think that's one thing. I mean, training is one thing that I'm, you know, I really do believe in. I'm really kind of quite hot about um, because I think, you know, um, as Natasha said, you've got to you've got to explain to people that there are more there are more ways in the industry than they may think. You know, you may not have access to film school, or you may not, but there are other ways in. There are, and especially these days, I think there are many many paths into the industry. And our industry is very broad now. Um, you know, it, there are so many different facets to what to what we do and, and ways to get in. So I think that is something that we need to sort of encourage and to, to talk about. Absolutely, is just different ways that we can we can get people involved um, and, and create diversity. But you know, what one thing I'm really really proud of, I think, and this is industry wide, is 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 our commitment to diversity. I really do feel that that has happened mm. and and you're absolutely right Natasha you know it takes a long time to cultivate and to train and to but I think that if there's a commitment to doing it and if there's a will to doing it then it will happen it just you know it's just a process. Beyond each of the post houses having their own set kind of academies or equivalent um, schemes what is there a, a kind of a, a bigger industry body or or group you know I'm thinking rise those kind of organizations that are helping enable this yeah I think it's hugely important I mean I um I've, I've worked with rise I've worked with Wonder Women TV I've worked with lots of different um people to sort of you know spread the word and to talk about you know um what is available and what we do and and in helping you know that's that's and mentoring is also a massive um uh, thing that I really believe in so it is about education it is about mentoring it's about helping you know people and it's about making people understand of what is around and what can be done and you know and any sort of encouragement you can do in any shape way or form is is, is the way forward and Jet, at Goldcrest do you have anything in particular uh, to try and drive a more diverse uh, group of people into say you know becoming a colorist or some of the other roles that you have but I do know that they um, that we are very, very keen on, um, on on gender balance, especially. I mean, we, right. we probably tip slightly the other way. It's a very very oh. girl centric. Is it right? Interesting. <laughs> well, is that across the board? Is it or in certain it, levels? It is of... across the board. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. uh, certainly in sound, we have we have a lot of women. Most oh. of our editors are women. Right. Um, we've got three female colorists. Um, so I think, and actually, I just think it. I, I think every. I think having that balance work just works. I think everybody enjoys it. I think it's you know, it's a different dynamic that I think actually men really enjoy also. And it's always been the case at Goldcrest, or is it sort of a recent thing that you have this you know really good gender balance? It's just always been. Um, it's always been that way. When I joined, I was I was you know I was stunned by how many. I mean, all the editors were women when I joined. You know, it's a. Um, it's it, it's quite an interesting uh, sort of recruitment drive, I think, to to try and to try and keep balance, and I think yeah. it works really well. Yeah, I think recruit recruitment at the moment is, seems to be a complete nightmare. Everybody is like after the same sort of people, and I guess for two years we've um, not had a lot of training happening for uh, the younger yeah. generation so we're also missing out a little bit on that but I mm. mean gosh if I could find more female colorists or editors or any at the moment I'd be like wow yeah bring it on <laughs> so you think that's just down to your competitors sort of taking people that are in the pool that are women that have experienced I mean, 
with, with um, very early on when we started Envy, I kind of looked, I mean, I guess maybe because I came outside of post-production, I kind of looked at it and went, hang on a minute, there aren't many people that do this type of work. So mm. you either have to steal or you have to grow. Yeah. So I literally just went, but there's not enough post houses around to steal them from because then there'd be nothing left. So you yeah. have to grow. Mm. So we ended up setting up the Envy Academy, which works twofold, which is basically for educational purposes, but also to have a training scheme inside of Envy once you've come inside and has decided what you want to do. I mean, the runner role, which is just I'm going slightly off piece, but the runner role is kind of not for the cops, tea and coffee. It's not about that. It's actually for young people to assess what they want to do because they don't know all the roles that are available. And I have lots of um, young people coming going, oh, I'm going to be an editor. And you're like, okay. And then literally like a month later, they go, oh my God, I didn't know you did that. And you've got VFX and you've got uh, like grading and you've got online and you've got off. It's all different. And they mm. just didn't know. So they follow a different career path to what they thought they wanted. And I, I, I think the runner role is really good for that because you will really enjoy your your moment. You won't know when you're doing it, but yes, and the money is not great. But you know, I still have friends from my runner days because it's just one of those moments you kind of grow and you suddenly go from okay, I'm I'm a student or I'm a young person going into this amazing world and you, you're learning and you're seeing and you're just sort of observing and and you know talking to your peers and talking to clients and all sorts of things, which is really really useful. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's education is 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 hugely important and growing these people into what they want to do and. Yes, they get stolen frequently yeah. um, because, you know, good the, people do. The training is good. And actually, turnover is it, it, fine. You know, obviously, when you cultivate someone and they're really, really good and then they get stolen, it's a little bit hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, no, it happens. And, you know, and, and, and uh, the problem with us, I guess, is because they've started with us. Um, they need to see what it's like on the other side. And mm. then sometimes they come back. We've now had three people done the runner route, left to go somewhere else and now come back as a senior. That's so it's time. really, really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's the full circle. But yeah, I mean, if, we, if we're helping the industry this way, then so be it. Mm. But that runner route is an interesting one, isn't it? Because mm. to become a runner, as you mentioned, you're, you're going to have to go through you know, a certain period of time where you're getting very little money. How does the uh, desire to get a more diverse selection of a group of people into this industry equate with the runner position, which by very necessity means that you have to survive on very little money for a while? And I started as a runner and a long, long time ago, and the money was rubbish then. So, um, and I, you know, I survived, I, I flat shared um, with, with people. I, you know, some weeks I had just baked beans and toast a lot. And then other times, you know, you, you're a little bit more, um, if you do overtime, you know, you get a little bit more. I mean, it's balance, isn't it? It's, it's for every person that's so individual. And I don't really think it matters what background you're from because the money is the same. And, you know, your career path is you have the same opportunities and you have the same um, things available to you, whatever gender or whatever background you're from. So you you also need to kind of uh, want it and have you know a, a passion for what you do in mm. general to be able to to progress. But that's so individual. I don't necessarily see that as a, a gender or a background issue. So, you know, it is not a well paid role. It it it, it is still not. a 
it, it you know it's not worse paid than quite a lot of other jobs that, that people that probably age. are going right. to start their careers doing okay. um and it's at, at least it's you know hopefully it's not a it's not a free internship yeah, um, and yeah. i think you know what i always say to people is you know get in as a runner and shine 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 if you mm. shine out of control you will be moved up you know you won't have to do it for too long because mm. you know this industry has an insatiable need for really clever smart totally agree so you know yeah. uh, yes it's 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 terrible but if you can't be a runner and you can't make it work and you can't shine then you're probably not going to make it anywhere else in this industry either <laughs> it's a difficult one and, and it's always difficult and even 30 years on I still have to come to work and shine you know every day it, mm. it never stops mm. <laughs> so only, only as good as your last credit I suppose <laughs> yeah. and, you know, very true we can all be we can all be fired when none of us are indispensable so mm. it's 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 kind of it's, it's it's kind of natural selection, and I know that's really horrible, but but it but it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is totally is. When you're chatting to to young people and telling them about the industry and the opportunities, and you know they've got over the fact they have to be a runner for a little while and all that kind of stuff, I mean, what what's their immediate reaction? Do you find that people are quite excited generally when you start telling them about post production? About oh my god, there's a whole world out here that's actually really exciting, really creative great bunch of people to work with is it something that people are, are quite sort of buoyed up about once they know about it yeah i believe so i mean we're all extremely lucky to be working in an industry like this really i mean it's unbelievable in a way but yeah definitely again it's it's very individual some people are so up for it and so excited i mean you could literally feel their sort of you know um, the excitement that they want to progress and do and and like jed said you you know some of them really want to do it and shine immediately and you can almost you can almost see them come through the door and you just go yep immediately right. and you're like because you can feel their energy and it's just they want it so badly and others are you know sort of given up a little bit and not particularly interested in kind of be like mm, okay because an interview process is 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 difficult because you know you get like a, an hour with someone and you talk and, and they can be really really good and then they come in and they literally look at it and they go oh my god this might not be for me right. but you know that's what you, that's what happens sometimes you know they're not all going to be perfect but I mean over half of envy is literally homegrown so they've all started as runners mm -hmm. I've always been really shocked uh, by by the youngsters who, who come in. How many people um, just do stuff on their own? Actually, who 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 come actually come into the industry with a huge amount of knowledge already. They've already right. shot stuff, or they've or they've been part of stuff at college, or they've just gone on and made TikTok stuff, or 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 you know whatever other platforms, and 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 actually come in with with quite a lot of quite a lot of knowledge already about they may not know exactly what you do and they may not know you know but they've got a very very clear understanding of it um yeah. whereas when I first turned up in a post-production studio I literally it was like spaceship enterprise to me so you know I think there's also that you know distinction um that that you know you've kind of got to keep people interested because quite a lot of them are kind of doing it anyway at home yeah. it's, yeah. it's quite interesting I suppose mm. the democratization of the software as well has helped, hasn't yeah. it? With things being basically free uh, yeah. Know, yeah. and accessible. Absolutely. I was thinking the other day, I was at Channel 4 and there was literally, we had no computers and I was working in the tape library and we had like an index system with cards. <laughs> and then when I was talking to somebody about it, you could see them looking at me going, what? 
<laughs> like the, you had no computers what yeah. so it's like oh god jesus maybe i shouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> no. but it's funny yeah having one one it person at channel four when i was there it's kind of like yeah that's funny mm. that sounds quite positive then in terms of you know how we are now compared to a decade or a couple of decades ago and stuff and um, what more can be done do you think and um and and really i suppose what do you what do you think say in the next decade will be the case do you think we'll have this sort of much better balance generally I think I think the gender thing is is happening I think I think we've realized that we needed to do it I think we've answered the call I think the ethnic diversity really really has not been addressed in the same way and I think there's probably other factors which we need to consider in terms of getting the word out there getting people in um economic differences, you know, all of those things probably need to be to be looked at. Um, but I think, again, I just think it's the will to do it. I think once we have the will to do it, once we recognise there's a, an imbalance there and we have the will to use recruitment um, and outreach, I really think we can we can change that. And I think I think we just need to get our heads together. You know, we're a very resourceful sort of proactive industry and I think we just need to get our heads together with that last shift to just get a to, to really get a much more inclusive kind of you know way of getting the word out there 